Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Healthy Dose. I'm your host, Kelly, a physical therapist here in West Caldwell. And today I am joined by Dr. Greg Josephson, who's a dentist at Josephson Family Dentistry in West Caldwell. Thanks for being here, Dr. Greg. Hey, Kelly, it's a pleasure. Awesome. So, Greg, let's, let's get right into it. Who do you help? We help anyone in our community who needs us. The old adage around here has been ages two from two to 102. And um, that is quite literal. We've had patients who are two and younger, and we've had some who are 102. I don't know if we've had any older, but we've had some that are 102. Uh, anyone in our community, we're family practice, uh, love to see kids, love to see people of all ages. So we're here for, to, for the community just to, to help as a resource. Awesome. Um, and you practice as a general dentist, right? Yep, I'm a general dentist, um, which means we do a little bit of everything. Um, like I said, we'll treat kids, um, we treat the entire family, um, we'll do uh, Invisalign treatments for, for people, we do uh, pretty much you name it, we'll do it, absolutely. Cool. Uh, how'd you get into dentistry? I got into dentistry probably about my junior year of college. I was a biology major. And I wasn't quite sure exactly what I wanted to do. I considered, um, before biology, I considered architecture, um, engineering, that, that sort of stuff, um, which I kind of learned in high school that that wasn't for me because I'm good at math, I'm good at physics, didn't really enjoy it so much. And I didn't enjoy that I wasn't really, at least in the preliminary portions of it, high school, that sort of stuff. The courses I took, it didn't involve a whole lot of interaction with people. It was a lot of numbers, a lot of computers and that sort of stuff. And uh, I liked it. And it's still a sort of a hobby of mine to do that sort of stuff when we need to. Um, but uh, it wasn't something I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. And um, I was always uh, a pretty good student too, but I was a really good student when it came to something that I liked, which was sciences, biology, that sort of stuff. So I went to college as a biology major, not quite sure where that was going to take me. Um, probably about my sophomore or junior year, I started spending some time with specialists in the area, some oral surgeons, uh, an endodontist, um, and said, you know what, this could be something that I could do and I could, could enjoy because it, it was pretty much the perfect mix between the biology, the sciences, which I liked, and the creative portion, which I liked for, from uh, the architecture and design, that standpoint. Um, and it really has turned out to be that. The, the things you see behind me are the, <clears throat> our CEREC unit, which allows us to make crowns and bridges and implant uh, restorations here in the office and it um, it's not just like you snap your fingers and it's done. It takes a lot of artistry and time um, to learn that sort of stuff. But it's that's my favorite part of what we do here is to be able to do that and have the entire case under my control the whole time. And we still do use the labs for certain things. Um, but I enjoy the fact that I can take the case from start to finish completely. Um, like I said, the artistry is what I really uh, enjoy about that. Cool. Um, tell me, tell me more about the CEREC machine. Is that like all in a one day procedure? 
Yeah, so it's pretty neat. We actually just finished one um, a few minutes ago. Um, he came in. He came in at nine thirty, um, and we got uh, we got to take care of him completely in two hours and fifteen minutes. Um, he had a, he had a, a crown that was on the tooth that had decay underneath it, so we took it off and um, cleaned everything up and. In that two hours and 15 minutes, I was able to get the tooth ready for a, a new crown, scan it with this, the computer here is our, our scanner that lets us take a digital impression of it. Once we take the digital impression, then on the computer, I design the crown, I shape it, I make it exactly how it should look. I get the bite right on the computer so we don't have to adjust the bite. Once we put it on the tooth, that saves a lot of time for the patient too. And then once it's done there, because it's a ceramic, it has to go into this little machine right here, which is just, it's essentially, it's an oven, which hardens the material. It, it gets it looking like a nice white tooth. And um, right before it goes in there, I put some characterization in it to make it look like a nice, perfect tooth. Um, and that's where the artistry really comes in. That's the part that I really enjoy. Um, and again, it's, it makes it, a lot better of a result too in most cases um, because I can see that the other teeth that are alongside this tooth and match it up and make it look right and add some characterization here or there depending on uh, on the person and on the tooth so yeah it's a one-day process it usually in most cases most offices that don't have this uh, it'll be about a two-week process where they'll prepare the tooth one day put a temporary on it uh, and then from there they'll send it to the lab, the lab will make it and send it back and then um, have them back for a second visit. So in most cases we do this uh, not only in a day, but again, like we just finished up with the patient about two hours, two and a half hours and it's done. That's incredible to say. Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, you've kind of talked about a little bit of like dentistry is the right combination of, of artistry and science, but like, how did you know you, you chose the right field of healthcare? Uh, that's a good question. Um, part of me enjoyed it from the very beginning. Um, even the, the didactic portion, going to school and, and taking the exams and all that sort of stuff, uh, it's, it's a long haul. But um, I did it because I liked it. I liked the material. And while I was in school, one of the best things I ever did um, was go on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic, um, where essentially what we did was just treat anybody who needed treatment, as many people as we could in that, in that week that we were down there. Um, and seeing these kids, adults, elderly people who just could not afford treatment or didn't have access to it, um, really opened my eyes to the fact that we're pretty lucky to have what we have up here and we're pretty lucky to be able to do it the way that we do things up here. Um, you know, the technology, like I said, um, but also to have the education, have the ability to do it. Uh, and that was one of the reasons that dentistry interested, interested me in the first place was I could help people. Um, and there's not a whole lot of professions where you're able to help people, you're able to make a living doing it, you're able to enjoy it. Um, and again, for me, it, it was dentistry. And that's what really opened my eyes down there is we were able to help so many people uh, who just wouldn't have, who wouldn't have had access to it before. Um, 
not to any fault of their own, just because of their living situation and to see how appreciative they were of it and um, to see how much, how much time they took out of their day to go back and thank us to do it again, really uh, solidified in me that that's what, that's why I got into this. That's why I got into to doing that sort of stuff. It was a great experience. Um, I hope to go back soon. It'd be great to go back and, and, you know, yeah. all those people again, as much as we can. Um, yeah, I would imagine like, like almost the immediate, especially now with, with the Sarek machine, but like that immediate, oh, they, they get up out of the chair. Oh my God, it feels so much better. Or like, you got me out of pain or you fixed this problem. That's one of the things I love in PT of, of when somebody gets up and they're like, oh my God, it feels so much better. I would imagine it's the same in dentistry. Yeah, it's easy to take it for granted because we do it every day and patients say that almost every day. Um, and so that's one of the reasons, like I said, I would like to go back and do that because it's a little refresher to say, listen, this is not something you should take for granted that you can do this and that you can help people and um, get people out of pain. Because yeah. when you're in pain, especially especially dental pain, people have said is is a different kind of pain. And you know, we're here, it's snowing out, and we're here, we're we're local. So when there's an emergency or there's a case that needs us, they know they can always pick up the phone and call. And uh, if if for some reason we're unable to get into the office, we can take care of them over the phone. And and usually most cases we're able to come right down because we're so close yeah. um, and take care of people. Yeah, awesome. Um, what do you wish patients knew before they came to see you? Let's say it's a brand new patient. What's something you wish they knew? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I wish they knew that um, dentistry, though, it, it's very straightforward in most cases. Um, a lot of patients that, that uh I've encountered have come here and said, you know, no one ever told me that. No one ever explained that to me this way. No one ever showed me that. I didn't know that that was possible or that we could do that or that was even an option. Um, I wish a lot of patients knew that um, right off the bat that we're going to do what's right for people. We're going to do what's right for their health, uh, what's right for their family and what's best for them. Um, in a manner that they understand, because a lot of dentists, a lot of patients have told me that um, some of their previous experiences with dentists have just been you sit down in the chair and you're the patient, I'm the doctor, and here's how it's going to go. Um, that's not how I approach things, because that's not how, when I'm a patient for whatever it is, that's not how I like to, um, for, for other doctors to approach me as the patient. Um, and so what I wish they knew was the fact that they can come in and ask any question that they have any question that they want. No question is a dumb question. We'll take the time to answer any question because um, my job is to educate people. A lot of people think my job is to fix teeth and make sure people's teeth are, are healthy. That's, that is also my job, but my job is to educate people on how to do that and how I can help them do that and um, come up with a plan if something needs to be taken care of to take care of it. I think that's really important. And I think a lot of people feel like they, they are, at, oh, I'm, I'm not going to ask it or they get shy because they're like, oh, that's a dumb question. Um, yeah, I've had patients tell me that. Yeah. And I, I, that's a barrier to get over. And that's what I want them to get over first because um, they've got to understand before we do anything, patients need to understand what the reason is we're doing it and the, the, the way that we're going to 
fix issues. Um, and I tell that to all my patients first because they need to, to have 100% confidence uh, yeah. in what we're doing and in the decision that they made um, before we do anything. That's, that's a huge first step. I, I think it like empowers them too a little bit to feel like like you, you're your teammates almost instead of instead of like the percent hundred percent I always tell patients not not for any particular reason but I'll usually tell them that they did a good job once we finish up and they'll say I didn't do anything and I'll say well yeah you did you know I, I couldn't have done it without you first of all and this is a team effort this is a, a whole a whole group effort a lot of patients will come in and, and think they're just going to see me, uh, they're going to see everybody in the office pretty much when they come in, you know, and a long time patients will see the hygienist and they'll say hi to the hygienist and chit chat with them on their way in and how are the kids and that sort of stuff. Uh, that's the kind of practice that we have is that everybody um, kind of knows everybody and they want to see everybody when they come in. So the assistants will get to see patients, um, even if they're not treating them that day, they'll be able to see them and catch up with them real quick and then um you know I'll, I'll obviously they'll they'll see me um, or whoever's treating them that day so um it's a it's a nice thing to see patients come in and be able to chat with people that they know and they've known for a long time that sort of stuff yeah and a, and a team atmosphere oh yeah um all right so what could a new patient like expect on their first visit with you you did a good job of, of you know, it sounds like you'd answer a lot of their questions but you know Let's say it's a it's a regular hygiene visit. It's a brand new brand new patient coming in. Yeah, most patients who come in um, will come in first for their cleaning. Um, even if there's there's an issue, we like to get a cleaning done first. Um, we like to get a full exam done first, um, and I like to get to know the patient too and, and get to meet them and see what their expectations are and what they would like to get accomplished uh, while they're here. Um, Again, I like to educate patients, tell them, you know, here's what's going on. I'll take a lot of photos. A lot of patients will say, oh, I've never seen photos of my teeth before. I like to take the photos um, of teeth so that they can see what I see and understand the issues. And then again, we'll come up with a plan for it. But at that first visit, it's usually um, they're cleaning with uh, Katie or Josie, one of our hygienists. Um, then I will sit down uh, with them, usually about 10, 15 minutes to go over anything that, that uh, we see in the exam. I'll go over x-rays, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then we'll make a plan. We'll make a plan, we'll treat things sequentially in order of you know, the priority that we need to based on, uh, again, what they wanna get accomplished, what we need to accomplish um, from a clinical standpoint. Um, and then they'll usually meet with Cindy, our, our office manager too, to go over you know, insurance and finances and that sort of stuff. So there's no surprises um, going into things. Nice. So who, you mentioned you, you treat everybody, what types of people are, or who is the most success as a, as a patient? And success is always a relative term, but like what type of person has the most success as a, as a patient of yours? Uh, patients who have the most success are the ones who have confidence in themselves to do what, what we need to do. Um, that's the first, the first thing, um, because if then the fact that they come in, that they're in, that they walk in the door shows that they're confident in what they want to accomplish here. Um, 
and they trust us to point them in the right direction. And uh, if they decide to, to pursue the treatment, to, to pursue it. But the patients who believe in themselves and believe that even if they haven't been to the dentist, we have some patients who come in for the first time who haven't been to the dentist in 10 years. And they say, you know, doc, I've been putting this off for a while because I don't know, you know, what you're going to find in there. And, and I don't really know if, if I can, can, can move forward with it. I don't know if I can do it. Um, and part of it is, is having them understand what's, what's going on and what, what the situation truly is. Cause a lot of the times it's not as bad as what they think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting them, you know, past that barrier of, Oh, I don't know if I can do this or want to do this. A lot of patients don't want to do it. And I get that. I get that. But, um, in the end, all of our patients, once treatment's completed, are happy they did it. They're, they're um, you know, they're glad that they took the confidence in themselves and they, and they took the next step to come in and, and get it done. Um, but patients who, who believe in themselves and believe in what we can do for them, they, they're fantastic cases, absolutely. Cool. Um... Just to jump off of that a little bit, what do you say some, to somebody who's like, who's like, I'm not ready for this, right? Like, you know, if, if the next step in care is, okay, we, we have, I'll use a simple case, right? We have a cavity to fix. And they're like, I'm a little nervous to do that. Like, I'm, I'm not there yet. What do you say to them? I empathize with them. I empathize with them because um, it's, it's easy for me to stand here as a dentist and say, you need this, you need this, or you need this, and here's why. Um, and say it's as simple as that and we'll, we'll get it done. And it is, it is straightforward. Everything we do is, is predictable and straightforward and we, we have a plan going into it. Um, I understand some patients apprehension beforehand because they've heard other stories. Uh, a lot of patients will say, oh, you know, I heard, you know, my, my friend had a root canal and it was terrible. And I'll say, well, usually you're not going to hear about the great root canals. Nobody's going to be walking around saying, I just had a great root canal done and I can't wait to have the next one. Um, but my rule in the office for patients is I have, I have one rule with patients and that's if there's ever any pain or any discomfort, your job is to tell me or tell someone on the staff because there should never be any pain or discomfort while we're treating it. Cause we have things to, to, to get rid of that. Yeah. Um, Usually that's what it comes down to is patient's apprehension because they've heard other stories from their friends or, or you know, as a, as a child, that sort of stuff. Um, and we have ways around that. We have ways around that. We have nitrous oxide here that we'll use uh, for some patients who need it. Um, there's some certain medications that we can use uh, for patients uh, if, again, they feel it's necessary or we feel that it's necessary. Um, but there's always a way to get the treatment done and there's never been a case uh, where we haven't been able to get it done um, because of our expertise, because of the technology, because of the, the um, things that we have uh, on our side in our armamentarium to, to get things done, we can always accomplish things. So there's some patients who, yes, say, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. And usually, uh, you know, if, if we inquire further about that, it comes down to uh, they haven't heard great things from other people about that procedure or they had a bad experience as a kid. And um, that's like I was saying earlier, we're I think we're a little bit of a different practice because we will take the time to make sure everybody's on board and hundred percent confident before we do anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, awesome. What's one question you wished patients asked you more? 
Uh, that's another good one. Thanks. <laughs> um, one patient, I, uh, I wish they asked me more. That would probably be, um, is there another way to accomplish what we want to accomplish? And patients don't know to ask that yeah. in a lot of uh, situations. Um, and so it's usually, usually I will get to that point in the conversation anyway, because that's, I want to give everybody their options and, and explain what we can do or what we should do. Yeah. And then have the patient go from there. Um, but again, because patients might not be used to, new patients might not be used to asking that question to their dentist. They're just expecting an answer. Um, they don't know to ask that. Uh, I think having them ask that, or if they were to ask that, that shows that they understand that there are options. There's different ways to treat things. There's usually not one hard and fast way just to treat something. Um, and that's the beauty of dentistry is that teeth usually tell you what to do, but they don't tell you how to do it. There's yeah. usually a lot of different ways that you can accomplish things. Um, we, again, we try to treat things in order of priority, um, priority from a clinical standpoint and also from a patient expectation standpoint. Um, but that's one thing that they, that, that patients, um, I would hope know to ask. I think some are either apprehensive or they just don't know to ask it, yeah. but um, asking that question gives us uh, a whole new conversation to have. Yeah. Um, and again, having that conversation, make sure everybody understands it, uh, patients understand it before we move forward with it. I like that too, because I'm sure there's a lot of ends of that spectrum of like, again, I, I'm not a dentist, I won't try to be, right? But, but all right, we could pull the tooth, right? That's an option. Right, we could fill the cavity. That's an option. We could leave it, and it's not going to get us the result we want, right? And it's nice to know that you you would walk people through. Yep, here here's the spectrum. Here's every stop we could make along the way, based off of you know our relationship, or based off of what you've told me so far, or based off of what I see. Like, this is this is the route I would recommend. But sure, there's other ways. Yeah, yeah, and there usually are. Again, sometimes there's certain things that you that necessitate being treated in, in one, one way or one manner, just certain cases tell you that. Um, but a lot of cases, there are options. Um, and there's a lot of considerations that go into those options. Um, but uh, another question that I, another thing that I wish patients understood a little bit was not just uh, what are my options? Because the next question after that would probably be, what does my insurance cover? Yep. And um, the tough part about insurance is that uh, a lot of people will consider it like it's a it's an end all be all, like it's going to cover everything. Yeah. And what we found recently is that insurance has cut what they'll cover, keeping your, keeping the premiums the same. They'll cut what they cover, and then not really inform patients of that and um, patients will sort of be under the assumption that that's going to be covered by my insurance. And if it's not, then it's wrong if it's not covered by my insurance. Mm -hmm. But um, that, that's usually a barrier we have to get over too. Um, once we look at our options, um, because you can't throw finances out the window, but we can't let finances or insurance for that matter dictate what we do. 
um, because my job is to take care of patients, provide the best treatment possible um, within a within a, a range, a uh, financial range too. Um, and insurance is good; it gets you a little bit of a discount. But in most cases, um, insurance isn't going to do the best. They're not going to cover the best thing or the highest um, priority thing or the best way to treat it. Uh, but they're going to cover the the not the cheapest, but usually the least expensive alternative. Sure. So instead of a white filling, they'll say, "Yeah, we'll cover a, cover silver filling." Or instead of saving a tooth and you know putting a crown on it and maybe doing a root canal if you need to, they'll say, "We're not going to cover that part, but we'll if you want to take do that, we'll cover that part." Um, so that that can be a little difficult for um, patients to understand too. Is that insurance isn't going to cover what's best for them? They're going to cover what's best for the insurance company usually. So that's a barrier we have to get over sometimes, but we do it. We do it. And that's, like I said, Cindy, our office manager is always here for the, for the first visit um, to go over that sort of stuff. She yeah. Has handle on that. Yeah. That's really helpful. Yeah. And again, just, it sounds like you, you empower a lot of people to make informed decisions, which is all, all you can really do. Yep. Awesome. Um, so you mentioned a couple things, right. That you treat and you said you treat everybody, but like, What's one, an example of like one or two cases that walk through the door and you're like, you get excited to treat because it's like one of your top one or two things to treat. You're like, oh, good. I get, you know, good. I got an Invisalign case or good. I got a, you know, what, what is it? Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned the Invisalign because really the, probably the top two things that I like, like doing um, is Invisalign um, and using the, the CEREC behind us. Like I said before, that's one of my favorite things to do because it involves a lot of artistry. Um, and I have a case under my control from the time the patient uh, gets numb to the time the patient walks out the door with that brand new sparkling crown in their mouth. Uh, and it's fun. I, I love doing that sort of stuff. I love it. Um, because not only are you fixing something, but you're fixing something and you're making it look right and you're taking the time and if you need to make an adjustment, we can make it here as opposed to if we were to use a lab, if we wanted to make an adjustment, we got to send it back to the lab and do, and do the, the process of waiting a couple of weeks to get it back. Um, so that's, that's one of my favorite. The other one is Invisalign. Um, I think, I don't think there's a coincidence that those two are my favorite because again, they involve a lot of artistry and planning and design. Um, and there's, you, you'll get a fantastic result from it, um, provided that you know patients wear their aligners and that sort of stuff. Um, and there are some cases that need an orthodontist. There are absolutely some. Um, but the reason I started doing Invisalign was because uh, we had a lot of patients who would come in for their cleanings and say, you know what, doc, this little spot down here, can we correct that little, that little bit of crowding or this, this tooth looks like it's not in the right position? And I got certified in Invisalign about four years ago. And before that, um, I had to say, hey, you know what, the, the orthodontist that we use is down the street. You, you know, you got to go there to do it. And they'd say, oh, man, you can't do it here. And I'd say, you know, let me, let me correct this. Let me, let me take the proper courses, get the right certification, and take the right CE to do this. And I did um, about four years ago. And it's been great. It's been great because I had a patient again yesterday who um, we weren't planning on doing it, 
but she came in yesterday in the middle of her other treatment and said, hey, can we do this? And I said, yeah. And she said, please don't tell me I have to go somewhere else. And I said, no, you're the, you're the exact reason why you, don't, why you don't have to go somewhere else because patients were telling me that they wanted to do it and do it here. Um, and patients deserve that. So um, we're able to do it here in the office. Uh, again, there are some cases that absolutely need the orthodontist and um, they'll treat them uh, just like we would, just like, uh, just like we would treat them and vice versa. Um, so it's, it's a neat process, the Invisalign process. Um, and I like, I really like to see those cases, um, that come in and, and things don't look exactly perfect and then we can get them looking perfect within a matter of months. Cool. Yeah. Um, love it. You kind of alluded to it, but like, was there ever a time that you had to like, kind of concede, like, you know what, I, I'm not the right person to treat this or like, I got a good person for you to go to. Um, can you tell like a, a story around that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a general dentist, which means we, we can, we can do anything involved in dentistry. Um, and, but there are some cases that need the specialist. And the fact that some cases need a specialist isn't a detriment. It's the fact that we have specialists in the area that we know and have worked with for years and trust and they treat us like family and we treat them like family. And if I never, I ever need a specialist for something, that's where I'm going. And if my family ever needs it, that's where they're going and vice versa. Um, but we've had a couple of cases um, recently actually where um, the patients needed, um, they were at the point where dentistry had really done all that dentistry could do for them. And we decided to go with, um, with implant restorations for them. Um, and an implant's nice because an implant stays in place and then you can restore it however you need to restore it. In their case, um, what we did was um, they saw the local oral surgeon that we used, extracted the, the remaining teeth, um, put implants in, uh, and then we're back in our office and we're able to get them teeth that screw right into the implants, never took them out. They don't have to worry about it. They can do everything like normal and eat and chew and function like they normally would um, and get them back up and running uh, you know, in, in the, best, the best way possible in an affordable, reasonable uh, amount of time too. Uh, so like I said, using um, a specialist is not a detriment. It's not like, a, like it's a failure on, on general dentistry's part to say, we, you know, I want you to see the, the root canal specialist or the oral surgeon. It's the fact that uh, in doing so, uh, I can remain the quarterback of this team mm -hmm. and the specialists are, are, are working with us to accomplish the result that we can get. So it's not uncommon that we need specialists in the area. Um, and uh, that gets us the best result, definitely, when we do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. Who, a couple more questions for you, you're doing, you're doing great. Um, I usually give people the questions ahead of time. This one I didn't give you. Um, <laughs> how do you best like practice what you preach, right? We all know like, okay, we brush our teeth twice a day and we floss and like, and like you have kids, right? So like, just give me like a, a glimpse into like the day in the life of like, all right, how do you practice what you preach when you, when you tell your patients advice? How do you follow your own? Um, I don't want it to be general, but uh, what it comes down to is, like I've alluded to before, is that 
I want patients to ask questions. I want patients to understand it. Uh, and I want them to be 100% on board with what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Um, and so in my life, especially like with my kids, that's one thing that I try to preach to them and I try to do myself. I, obviously, I, I want to understand everything that I, that I can, especially if it involves uh, going to see a doctor or a physical therapist or whoever it may be. You got to make sure you, uh, you understand it. So um, one of the things, literally practicing what, what I preach is um, when we have little kids come in, most of the time you don't have to floss between little kids' teeth. And uh, about um, maybe a month ago, my son of all people had a cavity between his teeth and no, no fault of anybody's other than the fact that we weren't flossing his teeth. <laughs> flossing his teeth so and in most cases you don't have to now every single night we floss his teeth and that's what i preach to my moms and dads who come in with little kids is that even though they're baby teeth and they're going to fall out in a couple of a couple of years and eh, we don't have to take care of them we certainly do because it can lead to bigger problems and we've got to establish those practices early on um, so that it can build a little bit of a foundation for them uh, moving forward and as they they get older, get their adult teeth. So that's a literal example of it too. Uh, yeah. But the biggest thing is uh, I want patients to understand it. And that's what I try to do. You know, every aspect of, of my life, even outside the office, got to understand it, got to, you know, understand the options and, and understand why you're doing it and how it's going to get done. Yeah, I think that that's not what I was expecting you to say, but I, I, I like it. What were you expecting? I don't know. I brush my teeth twice a day. <laughs> I floss every night. That's, again, that's, that's the basics. I would hope, I would hope everybody does that, I think. Um, I, again, sometimes they need a little reminder when they come in and see me. Um, and yeah, you, obviously, you got to do that sort of stuff. But on a more general, more general sense, um, I think it's important for me as the dentist here and me as as someone who obviously i go to my physician and i i take care of myself as best as i can so when i get advice from somebody i want to understand it and i want to be on board with it because um, i when i do things i like to do them right and do them 100 percent or really not do them at all so um that's the approach i hope my patients have i hope they get that when i talk to them is that I want them to be as involved in the treatment as I am. Um, and again, yeah, you got to brush and floss, brush and floss. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So tell me, I have a couple, just a couple more questions for you, right? Who's had like the biggest influence you as a provider? Was there like a mentor or a colleague or somebody who, um, or like a book that you reference and, and you know, what, uh, you're continuing ads, that kind of stuff. Talk a little bit about that. So obviously, you know, um, some patients might not know, our dad is a dentist and he's been practicing for 30, 37 years, I believe, 38 years, almost 40 years. And um, working with him, he still practices and working with him on a daily basis from the time that I finished, really finished school in 2000. And, 13. Having him as a mentor early um, from the clinical side, from the practice standpoint side, administration, that sort of thing. 
has been huge. Um, there's no, there's no way I would be where I am right now without his guidance and, uh, you know, following, following, um, graduation from, from school, uh, eight years ago. Um, the same with, uh, there's, there's a general dentist, uh, Dr. Abernathy, who, um, does more, he, he was practicing for a while. Now he does a lot more of administrative practice management type of courses. Um, but he has stressed the fact that, yeah, we're doing what we love for the people who need it. Um, and our job as providers is to provide the best care possible to as many people as possible. And so that's my goal is to, to, to help our community. Again, it's where, it's the community where we work. It's the, it's the same community where we live, where we go to school and go to church and go to the supermarket. Uh, and I have the ability to do that. So that's um, something that, that he, along with a few other people have reiterated to me was, uh, yeah, our job is not just to, to do dentistry, it's to help as many people as we can. And that's, that's really what hit home with me. So again, obviously having dad uh, from a, from an administration standpoint and, uh, how to maneuver, you know, uh, running an office and, and taking care of staff and, and having a great staff, which we have, and we're very lucky to have, um, that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is doing the best dentistry that we can and helping most people that we can. Love it. Awesome. Um, if a patient needs you after hours, right after the procedure, are you available and how are you available? Absolutely. Yeah, we're always available. Um, we have an emergency line that patients can call that uh, we get a notification as soon as that patient uh, will leave a message. If we're not in the office, obviously, if we're in the office, um, we will always do our best to get the patient in, you know, immediately, um, even if that means um, having to shift some, some things around to do it or stay a little late or coming a little, little early to do it. Um, but like I said before, we you know, I'm born and raised a West Caldwell resident. We're in West Caldwell, we live in West Caldwell. And so if there's ever, you know, a need for us, whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, um, we can make it to the office. I can make it here in eight minutes from the house if need be. So that's one of the nice things of, of living local and being local is that we can always be here. And whether it's a new patient or a patient who's been here for 40 years, um, we're here for everybody and we're glad to do it. Love it. Um, I got one more question for you, but before I ask it, I just want to acknowledge you and say thank you for what you do in the community and thank you for, for treating me all the times you have and our family. Um, and for it's, it's good to get your perspective on it from this end because you know, we, we, we talk about other things all the time, but to hear, to go back and hear your why and to go back and hear the genuineness that you have for wanting to help people in the community. It's, it's uh, very sincere. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, so the last question is, is where's the office and what would be the best way if someone wanted to be a new patient, how would they reach out to you? Sure. Uh, the office is right here in West Caldwell. We're on Harrison Avenue, um, 31 Harrison. Um, we're right across the street. We're on the border of West Caldwell and Roseland. Um, so uh, we're a traditional 
sort of practice. We're not in a big high rise building or in a big office building somewhere um, where we're hard to find. We're right on the corner of Harrison and Norton. We're, uh, uh, it's a converted, converted house essentially. Um, but we have all the amenities here, all the technology here to take care of people too. So um, we're easy to find, especially uh, people who know the area. We're right on the other side of West Caldwell. Um, obviously patients can always call um, the office. Um, they can always call and leave a message if we're, if we're not here, if it's after hours for an emergency. And our website um, obviously is 24 seven too. Um, patients can, they can get in contact with us there. That's josephsonbenel.com. Um, we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram, all the social media sites. Uh, you'll see a lot of pictures of my kids on there because uh, they're cute. No, no shame in that. However, uh, they're they're uh, they're getting their teeth. And what I like to do on there is to to keep patients informed as to what development of baby teeth. Uh, to adult teeth can look like and his teeth fall out and teeth come in and how we brush and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but you'll also see a lot of pictures of the staff and patients and cases that we've done. Um, and they can always send us a message on there. Um, you know, we're on that on social media, you know, pretty much 24 seven, we have access to that too. Um, so there's a lot of different ways and um, we'll always encourage patients to ask questions or inquire. However, it's easiest for them. Awesome. Love it. Um, is there anything else you want anybody to know? I think we covered a lot of stuff, um, but yeah, like, we're, we're always here for people. Um, we've been here for, for 40 years about. Um, we have a fantastic staff. We love to take care of, uh, of any and all ages. Um, again, there's never been an issue that we haven't been able to treat, and that's not going to change. Um, so if patients have questions, if patients are are curious or if they're, they're looking for a new dentist or just looking for a, a, an answer to a dental question, we're always here for them. Um, I'd be happy to take care of them. Awesome, thanks. You got it. Thanks for having me, this is great.